Hello and welcome. My name is Temp. Dante is my name. And I'm Herfy Durfy. And this is Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. Dante, I like that one. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty it, good. It's literally the only way I think we can I can say that without copying somebody. <laughs> <laughs> How long? So you were thinking about that for for a long time? Yeah, the the two weeks of break of no recording, uh, I, I thought about it at least once a day, uh, trying yeah. to come up with something. Yeah. No, I, I like I liked it. It's, yeah, it's, it, um, uh, it obviously worked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, it's simple. You know, it's it's not it's not trying too hard, but it it gives you a little bit of room to play too. Yeah, indeed. I like that. Yeah. Speaking of playing, we played our audience. Ooh, y'all got played. <laughs> we did April Fool. <laughs> we did April Fool's episode. That was a ton of fun to record. I hope you enjoyed it. It was dumb and silly, but we we had a blast making it. It was it was a fun time. Yeah, that was a good time. I just want to uh, expose our, our code in recording that. Um, the way it was done, it was really great. Temp was like, if you have something you don't want on air, just do three claps. like, And it was like, yeah. that way we knew. And I'm like, that I'd had to do that at least twice because I was losing it. So <laughs> it, Yeah, it was fine. So obviously the joke was, you know, we uploaded this episode without editing it first. So we wanted to include things that we thought were going to be edited out. So we had to have a code. In case we actually did need to, like, okay, what, what's something kind of funny we can do here? What are we going to say? And there are some... I almost hated to cut them from the episode because there'll be times where I'm like, all right, Dante, off the top of your head, come up with this. And then there's, like, two seconds of silence. Then you just hear a... Like, way off in the distance. <laughs> well, the reason for that was because Discord cut out. And I literally didn't hear what yeah. you even asked. It was, like, off the top of your head, silence. And I was like... What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that's that's very understandable. Hey, that's why we had the system, you know? Just yeah, for, it worked out. Moments. I mean, it worked yeah. out. And it worked out a little better than we maybe anticipated, I think. At least for... That's you right. Know, I'm not going to name any names, but at least one person was thoroughly fooled. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. And to their credit, they came across the episode not on April 1st, but a couple days later. Yeah. And very graciously... Um, when an angel reached out to me and said, hey, uh, very privately, you know, you, you might want to delete this. That's kind of embarrassing. Sounds like you're saying some things that you didn't want the audience to hear. And I was like, oh, now I just feel like a jerk. Now I feel <laughs> bad. Um, but yeah, it did. It definitely, uh, we got at least one person. So I guess that's that's a successful April Fool's. I don't know. But anyway, hope you all enjoyed it. Um, let's get back to the real stuff, what we do best. Um, we have a really uh, excellent interview for you. We, we just finished recording for this episode where we're going to talk with Big Dunka about the new ALTTPR ladder. Very excited for you to hear that. I thought that interview went great. ALTTPR ladder has really kind of blown up the last couple of weeks, and we, we got a lot of um, really interesting insights into how it's all put together and how the inside of it works and what the goal of it is. So. Uh, you will hear that just as soon as we are finished discussing the news of the last two or three weeks or so. Um, first off, before I could do that, uh, we, we did pre-record the last episode because Dante was off on paternity leave. So I just want to take this moment to officially say, Dante, congratulations from the Go Mode team and the Go Mode family mm-hmm. on the birth of your beautiful baby girl. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so everything went okay? Y'all are happy at home and yeah, just living the great. new parent life? Um. Uh, my poor wife getting no sleep basically uh and i'm a terrible person because i sleep through the apocalypse as soon as i go to sleep (laughs) like waking me up is near impossible um so i'm trying to let her get as many naps during the day as possible 
Yeah. New new parent life. I've I've heard a lot of things, most of them being that you you don't sleep very much. Yeah, nothing nothing goes to schedule anymore. Um at, to begin with, I thought it was just like, all right, I'll adjust my stream schedule, you know, my my very loose stream schedule and hope for the best and literally it's just been like, okay, this is Work's being weird. Working out's been weird. Streaming's like been not even. I've done it, but it's like, do I have time? Yes. Okay, go do it. Uh, that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, not in the, uh, the the. It's in the handbook. You know, getting ready to be a parent. We'll call it. Uh, I, I made mm-hmm. that title up, but it's um, yeah. It, it's it, there's nothing quite like it. Like when it actually kind of hits you. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, again, congratulations to you. And uh, are you ready to dive back into the world of Rando? Well, you never really left it, right? I mean, you've still made been able to make time for you know some yeah. streams, some yeah. seeds and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure that's been kind of a nice way to you know maintain some normalcy, especially with you know the quarantine, everything that. Yeah, it's it's with. been it's been you know interesting to say the least. But yeah. you know, having so, that little bit of like kind of get away and that's that's what i'm trying to encourage my wife to do as well is just like you need to take time for yourself let me handle the responsibilities and yes. you know just mm-hmm. mental breather is like i think really important right now absolutely definitely i'm still All right, well, uh, let's get into it i'm still a yeah, little disappointed that uh you haven't changed your name to dad yet <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have been calling me that so uh God. it's it's funny i like that's it good that's that's great. I love that. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, so let's start with ALTTPR League. Um, since the last time we were able to speak to it, uh, we've had three weeks go by, weeks four through six. Let's all pull up the overall rankings as they stand today, which is Saturday, April 11th. Um, so as we take a look at that, there are four teams as of today who stand undefeated. Um, we have Furiami. We'll give an interview if we win. Uh, Team Awesome, or Team Sugoi, uh, Error216, and I Like Big Boots. Those four teams still stand undefeated. Um, Some of them have uh, 10 wins. Some of them have 11 wins um, as they're sort of finishing up week six, which has been pilot week, um, which I understand has been a lot of fun for all participants. And it's been a lot of fun watching some of the clips that get made and, and, you know, checking out some of those races. Um, how have y'all been uh well let's start with you dante since you're in the league um have you had your pilot race yet yes i did um how, were you did you participate oh yes um i was the runner so on our team the titans mitts sailor nep and myself uh were both the runners edium was our pilot for both of them and i i, I said this like in interview but the pilot is the most important in this in my opinion, like the, the way the keys pilot stuff works. So, um, Edium is fantastic at routing the things in. So it's, it, I feel like we could not have asked for a better, um, you know, a better pilot. And, and, uh, it, it showed with, we got two wins this week. So it's been super fantastic in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems like it's been a lot of fun and I know for sure some folks have, uh, listened to our episode about it and heard, all of the uh, tips that you shared, and I know that was that was really helpful for a lot of folks looking at this too. Um, is where did you you know talk with Eddie at all? Did you guys use a lot of those techniques, or were they already pretty familiar with kind of what to do? Oh, super familiar. So, like we said a while back, uh, Eddie and I were one of the runners, as well as Walter and Kern, uh, for like the uh, the exhibition showcase of this. Yeah, a while right. back. So mm-hmm. we had experience 
and we would, you know, play it some, you know, here and there, but we did quite a few practices. Uh, there was a, a spreadsheet with some pre-generated seeds you could kind of async, play, and post a VOD to, you know, to let people see how you did it versus how they did it, and you compare times. Uh, and the ones that, there wasn't a whole lot of participation in that, but it definitely, um, we, I feel like the ones that we did do, we did pretty well with. And um, yeah, it just had, a, we, we both had a lot of confidence coming into this week and it was, we had the feeling of, you know, we play our best and we think we'll have a good outcome. And uh, I think that was, you know, how, how it planned, you know, how it went. It was just, you know, in this mode, if you take a couple of deaths then that are unintentional, you know, it's like, it's kind of like NMG or just a vanilla speed run. You know at that point you're going to be a little behind and you're hoping your opponent will, you know, take a death as well to, you know, even things out. And I think uh, for us at least it was a a scenario of we didn't take any unnecessary deaths, so we, we were at our, our peak, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Um Let's see what else about this. Uh, so the fantasy element has has continued to be a lot of fun um, in my particular league. I'm currently ranked number four, and I have put a pretty considerable amount of work into our like league Google Sheet. Um, it's it's uh, several sheets long. It's kind of confusing that they're both called sheets, but the little tabs at the bottom. Um, we've got one that shows all of the racers and how many points they've gotten, as well as the current league uh, week matchups. Uh, and then we have a league standings page where we're keeping track of, you know, how many wins each person has and, you know, it's calculating all of the uh, weekly totals. And we have a matchup sheet that actually uh, populates in real time as the official scores come in that shows a running tab of the six highest scorers on each person's team. So um, I'm going to throw a link to that in the description, um, as I have been. And I encourage people to go check it out, not only just because I put a lot of work into it, but the result has been really fascinating data uh, as you, you know, average in people's weekly scores or uh, look at the, you know, amount of uh, races somebody has has raced out of the available weeks or, or like, you know, totaled all of their points. It's a really interesting way to kind of quantify skill, which is something we've talked about many times on this show. Um, so you know, like sorting, you know, finding an average of all weeks and then sorting, you you see those top 10 or 15 names and it's like, yeah, those are those are solid runners. Uh, of course, there are a lot of, you know, random elements, of course, as there always are in rando uh, and, and the way that the league works, you know, the scoring isn't always totally cut and dry and, and skill levels vary pretty wildly. But it's a really interesting way to kind of uh, quantify the skill there. Now, something I wanted to uh, ask, you know, kind of have an open conversation with you guys about is I have, you know, in a few conversations here and there with people sort of picked up on this vibe of like, you know, it's, it can feel a little, um, I don't really know the word for it, but like when you're ranking everybody, you know, some people have to end up at the bottom of that list. And for instance, you know, there are people who maybe they forfeit it every time. Uh, and, and so their score comes up as a zero and that's sort of linked to their name. And I'm telling people, hey, go look at this list, you know, but I, I wanted to address this and say that I kind of feel like if you join something like ALTTPR League and you are on a team and in a division and, you know, all of that, it's very visible. I, I think I think that's OK. I think you sort of are allowing you're kind of giving tacit permission to say like yes uh, you can come check check my stuff basically you can come see <laughs> what's up with me that's how i feel and so that's kind of how i square that 
What do you guys think about a, a, a take like that? Do you feel that that's justified? Is that kind of where you come from? Do you disagree with that? What do you guys take on kind of visibility of skill like that when it comes to the league? I mean, for me personally, I pretty much agree with what you've said completely because um, I think that's just kind of the nature of competitiveness, isn't it? I mean, wh wherever you go and look where people compete with each other, <coughs> oh, excuse me, there's always going to be a winner and a loser. And if you only rank a one v one, you'll you'll get you know one winner, one loser. So one person is big air quotes good and one person is big air quotes bad mm -hmm. but i i think that's a bad way to look at it you'll always end up with a sort of ranking list of people who did well and people who maybe didn't do as well but that doesn't necessarily you know i don't know denounce anyone maybe i don't know if yeah. that's the right word yeah, and when we started with Fantasy 2, the first thing that we had to do, you know, once teams and divisions were announced was draft runners. And the way that we set up our league, every single runner was drafted, which sounds great and, and was. It was super fun. It was a really interesting experience to have that slow draft over the course of a week or so. But we had sort of the same thing where, you know, word got out that we were doing this and we had a last round. And we had a person who was picked very last or basically put on a team because they were the last person available. And... You know, there were, you know, sentiments expressed in our league of like, hey, I don't feel great about that. You know, that I was never our intention to make people feel like they're not good or like we don't want them on our teams. It's just kind of the nature of a draft when you have every single player involved. Um, but I mean, I will say that player who went last, they've been a very productive fantasy player, you know, racer for their owner in this fantasy league. So I, I hope that shines through the, more than anything. One of the top 10 people was drafted last. You know, so I, I think it can also be a strength uh, to people who are maybe seen as not being that good in the future. They can be very easily underestimated by opponents in like tournament races and ladder races and things like that. So I just uh, I wanted to, you know, I, I, it's interesting kind of it, we haven't really had a conversation about that necessarily. But as I thought more about it, I think that's sort of where I stand. Dante, what are, what are your thoughts on this? As far as the, you know, getting pick last in fantasy, uh my thought on that is um, fantasy is a, a nice byproduct of the league and a fun thing to participate in uh, if you so choose to do so. Um, but your, your job as a runner is to not really worry about that. And uh, I guess my, my, my overall take of it is you shouldn't worry about where you got picked. Um, you should worry about your races. And you should worry about how well you can perform as a player. So just go do your best every single race. Try when, you know, everyone takes L's at some point. Everyone's going to lose at some point or another. And what you do from that is you look for a way to, you know, learn from it. Uh, could it be in your decision making? Did you just get randoed? You can't really learn sometimes by getting randoed, but... If there were execution blunders, how can you, you know, what can you do to improve as a player to shave a few seconds, maybe a minute off your time, uh, you know, in execution consistently? Things like that. That's what you should focus on. And my whole thought process with that is just don't don't sweat it if you got picked in the, you know, the bottom 10%, we'll say. It's more of a, you know, you you make the people mad that they didn't pick you sooner and you just make the people who did pick you 
uh happy they picked you you know like go do your best find ways to improve and you know everything will kind of come from that yeah exactly that's how i feel about it too it, you, you don't want to let that like hang around your neck in fact you can use it to your to your strength i think even even more effectively yeah, yeah. cool all right. Well, uh, you listening out there, we're interested to hear your thoughts, too. If you want to chime in on our Discord, I'd love to uh, keep this conversation going and see how, how others feel. Uh, another quick uh, little piece of news. Don't intend to take a whole lot of time on this because there's not much to say, but uh, I believe the last of the Racing Council bylaws have finally been ratified. So Woo-hoo! now all the yeah, structure yeah, yeah. is in place to run the group in a fair and effective and efficient way. Um, so that's great. Not much just more to say about it, I don't think, than that, right? Not yeah. really. Yeah. Okay, so, sweet. Moving on. Um, something that we maybe do have a little bit more to talk about is that we've finally seen an uh, official announcement from the admins of the Speed Gaming Live organization, uh, essentially Feasel. Um, you know, as a quick setup kind of reminder, the very first official one of these was last October in Virginia. Uh, the... Uh, Go Mode Boys at the time, uh, myself, Herf, and Axial were able to get together, do a live recording, and there was a ton of live rando play, just a super fun event. Dante was there. We got to finally meet him and hang out with him, too. Uh, and they're going to do it again. The initial goal was to have it also mid-October. Um, you know, of course, with the quarantine and everything that's going on, they wanted to stay adjustable. As of right now, the dates that were announced are going to be November 10th through the 15th. So it just got moved back a little bit, but... Um, as far as everyone can tell, that's going to work. It's going to be back on. Life should should hopefully be more or less back to normal by then. And uh, there will be a Speed Gaming Live 2 for 2020. I will definitely be there. I will definitely make plans to either fly in or drive in and be there for some, if not all of it. I know that for sure. Um, what about you fellas? What are your Speed Gaming 2020 plans, if, if any? Well, my plans are unfortunately a little complicated. So the plan is that I definitely want to be there. So, you know, that's the plan. But it's not quite as easy as that because um, I first, uh, I'll, you know, full disclosure, uh, I'm not sure if uh, there's going to be another, you know, admin help package, I want to call it, that we got last year where uh, I essentially got a little help with paying the flight and the hotel room and everything from Fiesel because I worked there as an admin. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to work out again this year. So uh, that might be the first hurdle to overcome. If I don't get any help, I probably won't be able to afford everything. Uh, The second hurdle is if I do pay for it myself somehow, I hope, as you were saying, that the whole crisis is over as far as it can be and there won't be any issues. But if there are any issues and I have to, you know, cancel flights, cancel hotel bookings and everything, that's going to cost me money for essentially nothing. So that's, you know, a little bit of a worry in the back of my head as well. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. The plan is to be there. I'm not sure if I can make it happen. Hmm. Uh, Danty, what about you? So my plan's kind of the same. Um, you know, I've already... I booked the hotel room. I had no idea the hotels were going live yesterday. So I went ahead and did that. And because, you know, you don't have to pay anything up front. Um, you know, the, the hotel, I think it's Hilton, actually has a pretty good policy, especially with everything going on in the world right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, about cancellation. So my thought was I'll book for the whole week. That way I've got something reserved. And, 
Uh, I'm not going to buy a ticket just yet. I have my, you know, I, I want to believe that uh, without, you know, getting too humdrum, you know, humdrum about everything. Like, I, I want to believe everything will be great by then and we'll be able to, you know, go and have the event. So that's why I'm planning to do so. But kind of like Herf, I don't want to invest too much money uh, or get things tied into it just yet. I feel like, you know, with this one being potentially bigger than the first one, uh, there will be, you know, more tickets available as well. So I'm not too worried about like, I've got to be one of those 250 because there was that hard, there was that cap to begin with that They said mm -hmm. they could expand, but that was kind of looming that first, you know, speed gaming live with it being a first event. I was like, I want to make sure I get in on the ground floor. So it, it's not that far from me. It's, I think it's like a three and a half, maybe four at most hour drive. So I'm not, you know, I'm definitely, you know, in as long as, uh, you know, nothing unforeseen comes up, you know. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, hoping to see a lot of familiar faces there and hoping to hopefully see some new ones there as well. Yeah. So um, just, you know, full disclosure, especially with her situation, we have talked a little bit kind of behind the scenes about. Um, what we want to do because we definitely want Herfy to be there as well. It's it's always uh, you know a real treat to get the three of us together for a live episode. So we are in talks of you know what we can do to try to make that a reality. Um, but yeah, I would really love to see see both of you there in person. Hopefully, you know, with the way everything's going, we can we can make that a, a reality. But just wanted to let people know that it has been announced. Um, it's definitely on our radar, and we'll continue to keep you updated as we learn more about not only our personal situations, but the event in general. I will say right now, uh, you can vote, donate, I should say, uh, money amounts to get certain tournaments featured. Um, the idea is the top three will be kind of main tournaments with their big showdown Sunday and a big bracket, uh, restream matches, you know, all that. Um, last year, the main one was a link to the past randomize, uh, a link to the past randomizer. Right now, uh, Zooter is actually number one in terms of uh, monetary donations by quite a bit. So I will say, if you are interested in seeing another Link to the Past randomizer final tournament, like the one we had last year, which was one of the most incredible memories I have of this game in the last three years I've been following it, then be sure to go and, and if you're able to um, you know, kick in any for that uh, then, then do so. I mean, there are a lot of great uh, causes for you to donate to right now. So maybe it's not number one on your list, but uh, you know, if if you want that to be a main tournament, maybe you know, in a few months when things die, you know, shake out, shake down a little bit, you you might be able to kick some in. So, um, any other final thoughts about speed gaming twenty twenty? No, I mean, we'll we'll have an eye on it. I'll have an eye on it, especially as a potential admin, and we'll keep you guys informed. It's definitely going to be, uh, you know, at the forefront of our collective thoughts at the moment for the next big event to maybe attend. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, it is seven months away, or a little mm -hmm. over seven months. Um, I like that it's it's been announced early, and I also hate that it's been announced early. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just... I don't know. It, it, there's never you're not going to please everyone, and me being on both sides of that fence in some way, it's just not you're not going to please me either. So we'll we'll uh, you know we'll take it in stride and we'll see what develops. Yep. All right, let's do a quick uh, GMP community update. So our biweekly seed for episode 43, the last one, it's been out for three weeks now. Uh, that was the one where we wanted people to use the new glitches uh, in Swamp Palace and Ice Palace. 
Uh, so I did not play this one because I instead uh, commentated over a uh, four-way race that we had um, and a return of the Go Mode podcast bi-weekly streams. Um, so that was restreamed by Amerith. Uh, Espion was tracking. It was myself and Keg commentating. And there was We had four racers. Um, so I will put a link to that in the description. That was a ton of fun. Uh, and our two, uh, two of the four racers that we had participating in that actually were the number one and two times logged at the time and uh i think they yeah they still are now uh, as of the recording of this so they really uh galaxy brain routed this one uh which ended up being a really tough seed that required some whoa temp was about to spoil that raise for you but don't worry because i tuesday, tuesday temp have gone back into the past to prevent him from doing that you should go watch the race it was really good um dante did you play this one I did not. Uh, it has been chaotic. So uh... yeah, you've earned you've earned a seat <laughs> off. You've been very very yeah, consistent. With them. I, um, I, I've been pra- like my my whole focus has been league practice, and uh, if I get to play and yeah, you know that's that's kind of the goal. And then you know I'm I'm eyeing that SMZ three tournament. That'll be uh, I'll go in that completely unpracticed, and it'll be hilarious. So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, these these uh you know biweekly seeds and you know things like Reddit seeds, I I think they're great as like they're available if you have time to play a seed and you need one. But I agree, like if I'm playing in a tournament or practicing for something or whatever, however rare that is, or like qualifiers, you know, I, I will definitely make time for those instead. And sometimes we'll miss some of these biweekly seeds. Uh, we had 17 people participate in this one, which is pretty good. And as of this recording, at least, of course, there's there's a couple more days available. Uh, now for the next one, uh, the episode 45, I, uh, I'm going to do something a little different than we normally do. Normally we try to consider having everyone be able to play these and making them an open or a standard, something that's not too daunting. Um, but in order to fit with the theme of this episode and the interview that we are going to have with Big Dunka, I want to include the official ALTTPR Ladder Season 1 uh, setting, which is uh, what's being referred to as the Mode of Kings um kings of course it's not a gender specific thing anyone can be a king so if you consider yourself a king uh you can check this out it's inverted key sanity pretty nasty <laughs> but uh big dunka says it's fun it was the vote of all the people in the ladder system uh, which we'll tell you all about here in just a moment so yeah we're gonna do a mode of kings uh mode which is inverted key sanity and let that be our bi-weekly seed just give it a try even if it sounds totally daunting which to me it does um he you know we'll, we'll, let's 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 try it let's see what happens you know so mm-hmm. that's what we'll do for episode 45 yeah the i think honestly and a lot of people sound you know get worried about one inverted and two key sanity yeah and and Duncan does make mention of this in the uh in the interview when we talk about the mode but keep in mind that with inverted key sanity the likelihood of you having to do a really low percent boss fight early on is low and that's because of the the key sanity part um this mode is actually it's it's inverted so it's not my favorite i'll i'll just admit but it's not as bad as playing regular open inverted or or you know just inverted seven seven so definitely give it a shot i'm gonna actually try and make time for this one because it's been quite some time since i've played inverted key sanity and uh I'm, i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm definitely gonna try it so cool all right so we'll make that available Um, That's it for community updates for now, I think. Uh, So let's get into this interview. Before we do, um, I do want to try to set this one up just a little bit. 
Um, so the ALTTPR ladder, I'm going to try to explain it in like one or two sentences, just so we all have a general idea of what it is in case you're not familiar. So the ALTTPR ladder uh, exists primarily as a Discord bot that uh, spits out every six hours or so a seed. Uh, you can join this seed and then you will be matched up randomly with one other person who is also joined. You two will play your own seed. Everyone, every pair gets their own seed. Uh, then you'll race against that person. You'll either win or lose. Your rankings are recorded and it's all it all goes into this one big long leaderboard that eventually ranks every single person who participates in it until you have, you know, theoretically the strongest player at the top. So that is the ALTTPR ladder. That's that's kind of the overall goal of what it does. We're going to get way more into how it works and the ideas behind it here in this interview. Um, do you guys have any thoughts to share before we jump in with Big Dunka? No, I think we're ready to go. Sweet. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, let's lift the big rock and let's jump into the portal to interview world. On this episode of the Go Mode Podcast, we are very pleased to welcome a special guest, the creator of the ALTTPR Ladder. We are joined by Big Dunka. Big Dunka, say hello. Oh, hello, everybody. We hey. are very happy to have you. Very, very nice to have you. ALTTPR Ladder has kind of exploded onto the rando scene. Um, everyone is giving it a go and having a lot of fun with it. Uh, and so we're very excited to you know speak with the person behind that and... Uh, just kind of get an idea of how it works and, and, you know, what your plans are for the future of it, things like that. Um, but first, we want to start by learning, you know, just a little bit more about you. Um, so tell, tell us how you came into Rando and what your sort of Rando history is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I started doing Rando about three years ago. It would have been, what, uh, summer of uh, 17. Um, it was, I was watching one of the tournaments, uh, one of the, 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 that yearly tournament. I can't remember if it was like, especially a summer tournament, whatever back then, but, uh, mm. um, that kind of got me interested. And, uh, I've linked the past has always been a, a game that you know, I love playing. So, um, so yeah, I just saw it and I was like, eh, hey, you know what, that seems kind of interesting. And then I pulled it down while the, you know, while the tournament was going on and while I was still watching and learning and, uh, you know, it took a couple weeks to kind of get the, you know, the basics and then just kind of dove in. It's been been doing it ever since. Awesome. So I think it's probably fair to say if most folks are familiar with the name Big Dunka, they probably know you from the community tracker that you put together. It's very popular. A lot of a lot of folks use that. You want to talk about the development of the Big Dunka community tracker? Sure, absolutely. So, um, and most people know this. Uh, this was a this was a fork of the the original cross product tracker. Um, mm. So um, obviously that one was out there for the longest time, uh, and I was using that, you know, for the most part, just, just that was my primary tracker. And then it would have been what V twenty eight was Key Sanity, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously there was no key sanity support for that it was just open and standard so um, i started doing modifications to that on my own um, and i added the the original key sanity support for it and i handed it out to a couple of people and they're like oh yeah can you give that to me so sure i just handed it out and um you know it kind of got spread around a little bit and that was that and i wasn't hosting anything at that time and then it would have been I'd say it was right before V30, I believe, came out. I realized mm -hmm. that 
you know, a bunch of people have taken this and put their own modifications to it, and which is great, you know, I'm absolutely, and I, you know, I tell people now, if you want to take down the community tracker code, it's available, and, you know, modify it as you see, go ahead and do it. Um, the, the problem is, is that when you have a, you've got 18 forks out there, it's really difficult to get, you know, everything in one area. So, um, I talked to cross product. I sent a couple of messages back and forth to him and I asked him just say, is it cool if I host this, you know, on my own site? And he, he gave me the thumbs up. And so at that point I grabbed a couple of features that were in some of the other ones, merged them together in the one and started hosting it. And, um, kind of just been adding on sense with v30 and then obviously the big rewrite of v31 and all the modes and everything so um done we've done everything in our power to put as many features as possible in there um it's mostly feature complete uh there's a few things that aren't in there yet like uh in entrance inverted i don't have the logic built in for that because it's just a pain and Oh, it's a pain. Um, <laughs> writing logic is not fun uh, with entrance. Uh, we're still finding little little things in there, so um, with the standard. But uh, um, yeah, it's one of those things. Hopefully, they don't do another rewrite like that again because I don't want to have to redo all that code. It took about a mm, three four weeks to get everything kind of situated. So, but uh-huh. um, yeah, and that's and that's kind of where it's at. And again, we still have we've got contributors that still put a few things in there. Um, they can be merged a bunch of different features from other from other builds and uh yeah that's uh that's kind of where we're at on that there's that's uh, that's very cool there's one important feature i want to talk about you Mm -hmm. know what what i mean danka oh yeah what is your opinion on bombs on the tracker (laughs) so um obviously the original build did not have bombs on the tracker Mm -hmm. um and that was the one thing i kept getting over and over and over was i would love to use it doesn't have bombs on it and i didn't get it you know i laugh and i joke it's like you know you always have bombs and that's the Mm -hmm. joke is that you always have bombs um but i realized that people were actually not not using it because there were no bombs (laughs) um wow and it actually it, it tied in perfectly because it was right when we put in entrance support and entrance support needed an additional flag for uh aga 2 because you you know you don't know when you need it and you so i needed to add an aga 2 section to that so i had to come up with a way to split aga 1 and aga 2 and then that was the perfect time because i would have an empty spot left on the tracker and it's like all right i'm gonna put bombs on the tracker so and (laughs) since then i will admit i look back at my tracker before menuing every Mm -hmm. time yeah I, I was going to say, I mean, I get that. It sounds frivolous, but um, having that bomb there, it, it makes the tracker a, a better representation of your start menu. And then you can use it to kind of cheat when you're getting ready to menu. Yep. So Yeah, I use uh, very, it all yeah. the time. Even on, if I go from like bombs to hook shot, and I know it's just a one to the left, I still mm-hmm. look. It's habit now. I just I just mm-hmm. look straight over and it's like, oh, yeah, it's just over here. So, yeah, and that's a good menu in there. It, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's uh, good habit. Yeah, and then yeah. there's also a little, I threw a little Easter egg in there. Some people know about it. Um, some people have probably seen it and not realized what it is, but there is a little bit of a standard Easter egg in there with the bombs. For as a, oh. uh, is, There's a running joke um, about when you when you have bombs and when you don't. So uh, I assume you want to you wanna leave that unsaid here yeah, and let people figure it out. Some people know about it already. They've commented on it. The rest of them, they can figure it out. Okay, yeah, I, I like the idea of leaving it unsaid, and we'll let people come to you to confirm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. So let's talk a little bit about ALTTPR Ladder. Uh, so I learned about this, I guess, a, a couple weeks ago. It was right after we finished recording our last episode, which is always the way. Like right after we finish recording an episode, a bunch of big things are always announced. So we have to mm-hmm. wait two weeks before we can talk about it. But um, uh, I guess I got an invite from Herf, um, you know, in a, just our kind of host chat. Went and checked it out. And there was maybe like, I don't know, 50 to 75 people in there at, at that point. Um, now it's grown significantly. The Discord has, I mean, how, do you know off the top of your head about how many people are in there now? Yeah, we're just under 400. Um, yeah. The And I'd say... I'd say almost all of those are they're registered as racers. Uh, we do have maybe a handful, 20, 30, 40 maybe people that are in there that are not registered that are in there just for checking it just out. just looking or they add they they clicked on it because it got posted at some point and they just it's in their the bottom of their Discord window and they probably don't even know that they're in there but um <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I'd say uh the the majority of them are um are using it and are active. Um, in fact, I could tell you we've had 178 different people actually run races as of wow. this morning. So wow. um, that's, all, so that's it, a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, it's grown exponentially, mm-hmm. and it's easy to see why because it is super fun and a really cool concept. If you could, now let's try to just explain what the ALTTPR ladder is for those who are not yet familiar. Sure. So it is a, it's a 1v1 system um, that uses ELL rankings. Uh, and ELO, for those that aren't familiar with it, is just a way of calculating uh, basically strength of opponent uh, to make similar similar pairings. Uh, it's it's perfect for what we need for this. Um, and then you gain or lose points based off of wins and losses versus the strength of your opponent. So um, the uh, effectively, you join a race. Uh, we, we cycle through different modes. Uh, we have five different flag sets that we use right now, and we're going to shift things up a little bit here in a few weeks for the official launch. Um, uh, you are paired. When, when everything is finished, you're paired against uh, an opponent that is unknown to you, uh, and that is intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, every pairing gets a different seed in the same flag set. So if we're running, like right now, there's one running as we talk. Uh, that's an all-dungeon keys run. And every pairing has a completely different seed. So I generate one seed for every pairing. So if there's 20 people, that's 10 pairings, there's 10 different seeds. So every pairing gets a different one. You, the, it's all controlled within discord. Uh, there's a bot that controls all of this and it'll count you down. It'll tell you when, you know, what to do, when to do it. Uh, when it starts, you start, when you're finished, you put in an exclamation point done. It logs your time and then you get to see how you did. Um, mm-hmm. against your opponent. It'll tell you if you've won or lost. Uh, obviously, if you're the first person in there, you've won. It tells you who you're playing against. And then uh, there's a little area, there's a little lounge that we have in the background that you gain access to once you're finished, and then you can just chat away. Um, and then uh, at the end of once everything is done, uh, we have a small period, a window that we keep open in case something happened, either be somebody doesn't like a result, they think something is wrong, something got entered wrong, uh, or they want the admins to investigate something. And then once the next race is announced, which is generally three to f- two to three hours after that, ratings get calculated again for the next race and it just keeps looping. Yeah. Okay, man, where to start? Because there's like so much cool stuff to talk about here and, and so many different ideas and concepts in play. 
Um, let's start with just kind of the origin of all this. Where did you get the idea for the ALTTPR ladder? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, the so this last uh, was it two three months ago when the new council got uh, uh, got voted in. Uh, I was I I was invited to the council, and one of the things that I put in my information for why I want to become the uh, on the council was because. Currently, there is no rankings in anything rando. It just, I, I know that SRL rankings are a thing. It's not a thing. Infamously, <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a bad indicator. I mean, even yes. we on this show reference them pretty regularly as like someone is consistently in the top 50 or on the leaderboard. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hopefully we also do a good job of making it clear that they're, they're basically like whose line is it anyway points. It, I call them magic beans. Um, yeah exactly so uh and if you just take a look and look at the top 10 you'll understand why um so that was my first idea and i was brainstorming ideas while glitches were being voted for and obviously i am not a i could go on and on about me and glitches but um the i was looking up different systems to potentially implement for that and obviously ELO stuff came up, and I knew it wasn't a good idea for for SRL. ELO does not translate well into um, ELO does not translate well into multiplayer games or multiplayer mm. races. Um, so I, I saw that, and I was just you know in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, that would work well if it was one v one. And then the keeps going as I'm doing research. I just keep thinking in the back of my head, one v one is fun. I know a lot of people like it, um, and in the end, we I, I just like pulled a 180 got off of the srl ranking stuff and started thinking to myself what if we had a 1v1 system um the the concept of i'm going to 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 do this you know discord related actually comes from another rando discord Um, i play uh, final fantasy 4 free enterprise um, hmm. I usually play there. I play the tournaments, and uh, I'm on and off. I, I actually have a tracker that I made for for that game as well, um, that gets used that gets used a lot. Um, hmm. But they have a Discord bot that controls their async races, which are races that just fire up randomly, and you can play whenever you want and all that. So the concept was already there, and then I took it and adopted it to this, and it's like, how can I make this? How can I make this automated enough so that I can just turn it on and run it, and then that's when the concept of, you know, doing the pairings, making the the API in the background, doing all this to to control a one v one scenario, and then that's and then it just expanded from there. Yeah, the fact that they're all one v one races for me is the thing that feels the freshest and most interesting about this, and wasn't completely obvious to me when I first started this, but well, when these races come up, you basically have 30 minutes to register for it. Um, we'll get into more specifics about this, uh, I assume, in a moment here. But uh, once the race gets going, um, it pairs you up with someone randomly, and it's just the two of you, and you have your own seed. So it's not like the 34 or however many people that are in that particular race are all going against the same seed. It's 1v1s with different seeds. So suddenly now, like even if you think you had the worst execution ever, 
it's it's worth it for you to keep going because there's a chance that you got matched up against maybe someone who's like playing the game for the first time. And so you want to get that that win if you can, even if you didn't do that well. So it's really interesting how it kind of motivates you to make different decisions when you're in one of these ladder races. Yeah, and that's, I mean, we do pair you against like pairings um, so that if you're high on there, you're generally going to get somebody a little bit higher. But keep in mind, when everybody starts, everyone's at the same spot. Um, that was one of my questions. I actually was not 100% on whether or mm-hmm. not our matchups were similarly skilled. Yes, yeah, they are. Um, so awesome. we do. I have an algorithm that's in the background that puts a little bit of variance in there. I'm still slightly tweaking it for season one. I think I'm going to make one little adjustment. Um, but uh, it will pair you against somebody of like, you know, of like skill, uh, similar in ranking. It's not. It's not just the ranking. If you go to the website and you see I'm ranked this, and I see. You know, I'm going to get paired against somebody that's right around me. It's not necessarily the case. There's a lot more that goes on in the pairings to make it have a little bit of variance, but still get you paired against somebody that is close. So um, there's, again, I'm not going to release the secret sauce for that one because... I was just about to say it's like a secret <laughs> recipe, yeah. I yeah, imagine. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody could abuse it, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to get that out there yet. I, I probably will release it eventually. Um, especially if I make the code public, but, um, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned the one V one. The big thing is, is that if there's 30 people that are, have joined the race, you only need to beat one of them. Um, mm-hmm. you don't know who it is, but you just need to beat one. So, um, and I think that hopefully that does put in a little bit of, you know, people are going to finish more seeds, not going to forfeit if they think they're doing poorly, um, and it just, I think it's extra motivation to, to actually have you complete it start to finish. Even if you think you're way behind, uh, you, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the other things that's very attractive to me, at least about the ALTTPR ladder is the regularity of all of these races. Can you to speak a little bit more about the schedule yep. and how, how getting signed up for a race works. Yeah, so um, we run a, a rotating schedule. Um, it actually works out perfectly for the time frame. So um, right now there are five flag sets. There's five modes that we run uh, that alternate. Uh, it's currently uh, just regular open, ambrosia, cross keys, mystery, and then the fifth extra mode right now that we're running for the beta season is all, uh, all dungeon keys. Um, season one, we're replacing 80 keys with inverted, um, with inverted keys. Yeah. Not just inverted, right? Yeah. It's it's inverted keys. Yeah. That was the, that was actually up for vote. I let everybody cast votes on that. And that's the one that won. It was really close, but it just barely squeaked out standard. So, um, we, it's set on every six hours, a new race will run, but we throw a little wrench in there. So if, for instance, if we start at midnight, then the first one runs at midnight. Uh, it fires. It starts at midnight on the nose, unless there's an extension, which we'll get into the odd man issue. Mm-hmm. Um, then five hours later, the race closes. Uh, we do not. If I, I know that there are still a lot of new players in there, we have yet to have a single race go longer than five hours. No, but everybody has finished long. You know, I shouldn't say long before. We did have one that was like four hours and forty minutes. It was a wicked mm-hmm. mystery seed. Um, Dang. Uh, Finished or forfeited, right? Or forfeited, exactly, yeah. right. So yeah, at, at the five-hour mark, uh, anybody that is not finished does get a forfeited time. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because we need to get the next race ready. We cannot have race overlap. So gotcha. five hours in, we cut it off. 
Uh, we prep the rooms for the next race, we calculate rankings, and then we rotate into the next one. So at 6 a.m., if the first one was open, then Ambrosia would fire up. Um, and we're changing the order a little bit for season one as well, so we don't have open and Ambrosia right next to each other. Mm, um, that's good. It's an oversight on my side. I shouldn't have done that. But um, <laughs> so, and then we just keep going. Now, the, the the wrench that we throw in is to shift things up. We don't always want it to be 12-6, 12-6. So mm-hmm. every 24 hours, we shift it by one hour. So it's 12, 6, 12, or I'm sorry, 12, 6, 12, 6, and then we shift an additional hour. So then it's at 1 a.m. and then 7, mm-hmm. 1, and then 7, and then 2, and then 8, 2, and 8. So it keeps shifting every day, um, the, the starting times. And because it's an odd number of flag sets, it's five, and we have four per day, the order of the races, the flag sets also change. So mm-hmm. the early morning one uh, today would be open. Well, tomorrow it's going to be, you know, all done AD keys or, mm-hmm. or the next. So they, we, it, it's a constant cycle, hopefully to get more people opportunities to race uh, different modes. You know, it's possible that you're only available for a few hours a day and that mode that you want to race doesn't hit, hit it, but it eventually will. Um, it'll always cycle through. Yeah, that is working for me. I'm, I'm liking that a lot because when you have notifications set to the ones you're interested, which for me is a more kind of casual players open in Ambrosia, mm-hmm. um, you just get those and it's like every couple of days you get one. Sometimes it lines up and it's like, oh yeah, I actually am available for that. It's late at night or it's you know middle of the day on a weekend. Other times you get one and you're like, ah, I can't do that one, but right. it's no big deal because I know there's another one coming up soon. Right. Um, and, yeah. You know. Yeah, unlike the daily, which is always at a consistent time, like you're mm-hmm. saying, you can either do it or you can't a lot of the time. There's really no variance at all. Yeah, and that's actually another good point, too, uh, when you talk about the SRL dailies. Um, I made the rotating schedule to not conflict with those. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not some SRL killer. Um, it was never it was never wanted. I never wanted to be like that. Um, mm-hmm. I want it to, you know, if somebody has the opportunity to, to do this at like 10 a.m., well, then the next one fire, you know, the SRL race is at two. It's like, oh, yeah, I could do this and then I could do that if I wanted to. Sometimes mm-hmm. the times overlap. But, um, you know, again, I, I don't want these two to, to I don't want them to be like in conflict with each other. Yeah. Um, I want to give my uh, co-host an opportunity to jump in. If you guys have any questions or thoughts kind of around the, you know, how, how the scheduling and all that works. I mean, I've kind of, you know, I've been sort of weaseling my way into the admin status for the lighter. <laughs> yeah, Herb so, is an admin. Uh, he, the only other admin we should, yeah, we should so mention far. right now. He, he came yeah. to me on like day two and was like, <laughs> um, if you need an admin, uh, you can put me on the list. So, And then it got to, I, I didn't think I needed one until it started getting, until we started getting a lot of people in there. And then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I need I need a hand. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad to help out where I can, but it's really like I'm doing very minuscule work compared to what Danka has put together and everything. But as far as the scheduling goes and everything, I'm kind of privy to, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes information and how it all works and how it all goes. And I see it as like an absolute success. There's been some small technical hiccups here and there, which is to be expected. That's why there's like the quote unquote beta season right now. But I think he did an amazing job, and the scheduling, especially, is you know well done for to accommodate as many people as possible. As you guys were saying, if you can only play one mode or you only want to play one mode and only at one specific time in the day, it will come up eventually. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Dunka, uh, we talked to um, the leaders of the ALTTPR League, uh, specifically Fear Agent and also Sir Link a lot, uh, about their mission statement. You know, what when you have... You've opened up this idea. It's grown a lot in popularity. Everybody has an opinion. You've been incredible about gaining feedback and then implementing that through surveys and you know being active in Discord and, and whatnot. But when it comes down to disputes, I find that it's important to have that one thing that you fall back on and say, well, above all else, this is the most important thing so that you can point to that if there are you know disputes and things. So what would you say is the mission statement of the ALTTPR ladder? Yeah, I, I want open, fair competitiveness. Um, it's something that outside of the major tournaments just doesn't exist. Um, mm. to, to have a system where I can say, you know what, I started here and at the end of this season I was here and I know where I stand – um, yeah, I, I, outside of the one major tournament a year or whatever side tournaments or stuff, there just isn't a lot of that. Um, and this is something that was designed to, we're going to run it for a season, which is roughly six weeks. And I did this much and I, I finished here and I feel good about it. And then everything goes back for the next season. The seasonal rankings reset, they go to zero and I'm going to do it again. Um, so keeping it open, uh, competitiveness, uh, keeping it fair. Um, I've done everything that I could think of at this point to, to keep, you know, you know, achieving at a minimum. Um, Mm -hmm. I have no idea what is going on right now. I'm actually, that's not my concern for right now. That'll, we'll worry about that when we go live. Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, we've done, you know, everything that we can to make sure that it is, it's honest and fair. And so what is the date for go live officially for season one? It is 98% officially uh, May 1st, uh, which is on a Friday. It should be, if everything goes according to plan, the first race will be at noon Eastern on on May 1st, and that'll be an open seed. It'll go open, cross keys, ambrosia, mystery, and then uh, inverted keys. That'll be the rotation. And if I... 90, again, 98% sure it's going to go until June 22nd, um, which is an even 200 races. Oh, that works oh, out wow. well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so you mentioned having to worry about things like cheating and you know other sort of uh, unfortunate circumstances that come up when you're dealing with opening this up to a wide array of people and having it be competitive. Um so speaking of difficulties, uh, I want to talk about some other things that you found to be challenges in, in putting this system together and things that you've run into. One of those in particular that I definitely want to take a little bit of time to talk about, because I know it's been very important to you, is the sort of odd man out dilemma um, that you've referenced. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what this is and ways that you've kind of tried to sort of fix it? Yeah. So unfortunately, when you talk about 1v1 races, uh, they come in twos. Uh, the third man is kind of the, he's the third wheel. Um, so when we do pairings, we have to pair everybody off one-to-one, which is great if you have an even number, but if it's an odd number, it's impossible. So um, the, 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 the way the system is built now is there is 20 minutes of sign-up period. They start 30 minutes before the race starts. So if a race starts at noon, at 11.30, we open pairings, and then they go for 20 minutes. So at 11.50, we close them. Um, and we do the pairings, we get seeds generated, and we get everybody ready. It gives you 10 minutes to get started. If it's an even number at that 10-minute mark, that's great. We close pairings. We, 
get everything generated and everything's good to go. However, if it's an odd if it's an odd issue, let's say there's 21 people joined, can't make pairings. So what we do is we put a five minute extension in. We put an additional announcement out there, says this one's got an odd number of pairings, and or odd number of people. If uh, the next person who joins makes it an even number, or if somebody leaves and makes it an even number, we close it off immediately and we move forward. So we have to do that in order to keep the even number, to keep the 1v1s going. Um, Originally, when we first started doing this and testing, when we only had 50, 60 people in here, um, it was an issue because... And we were only doing, you know, five, six, seven people per race, and that odd number was happening more and more frequently. So if the five minutes uh, elapses and we're not even yet, the fairest thing that I came up with is the last person who joined, unfortunately, we have to drop them. Um, Mm -hmm. It's... I'm not going to pick somebody at random. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because that, that's not fair for the people that were prepped and ready and wanted to get in there. So um, it's very clear when the announcement comes up, uh, this is how it is. It's in the FAQs, which it talks about this in great detail, um, mm-hmm. that we don't have a better solution right now. Um, there was talk uh, about doing a a modified 1v1v1 for one pairing but it with to keep the elo ranking system balanced it just isn't feasible to do because it's you can't have like you can't have three people playing all each other and then have calcul- calculating the rankings and have them come out evenly for a person that is just for a single 1v1 pairing it just doesn't work so Thankfully, what I have noticed is every the people that are racing these races have kind of taken it upon themselves to fix this issue, um, and it's mm-hmm. happened kind of organically. What I'm seeing is I a couple of people, and I it's the same couple of people often. <laughs> they'll sit <laughs> until about a minute before the pairings go out. And I will even sometimes see them type it into Discord. You know, you see so-and-so is typing. Yeah. And they're doing it in case somebody joins and it's even. Or, I'm sorry, in case somebody joins and it's odd. Or as soon as that trigger kicks and we go into extended period, like five seconds later, they hit the enter key. And we pair yeah. it off. So, thankfully, we've we've only, I'm going to say three or four times, I do log this, that we've had the odd man out issue since we've got all these people in here. So... I'm less and less concerned about it now because it seems like the community is taking it upon themselves to fix it themselves. So um, it still does happen occasionally on the lower populated races overnight. Um, mm-hmm. The 1 a.m., 2 a.m. races, it still has happened a few times. Um, but uh, um, it's something I wish we didn't have because it means that potentially somebody gets left out in the cold. But I don't have a better solution for it um, and keep it to keep everything in balance. Yeah, it's it just strikes me as like a really tough situation where no matter which what you decide to do it's it's never going to be quite perfect but um i've definitely noticed what you have you know when there's been more people you know there's always going to be some people who are on the fence or maybe thinking about it or you know whatever they they want to just help out and make sure that nobody gets left out or it's a good excuse to join um yeah i'm, I'm glad to hear that it's sort of worked out and for me personally I, I try to imagine if i was on the short end of this like if i ever get dropped I think I think I would I could live with that. I would survive with it personally. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think no matter which way you go, 
it's it, it, it is a small thing overall compared to everything else that's, that's in play here. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the questions I put on the very first questionnaire is how would you feel if you got dropped? And I think it was mm-hmm. like 90%. I'll just join the next one. So yeah. um, it was, yeah, it was, de- it's definitely the biggest non-technologically or non-technological hurdle that we had to do for, to get this thing off the ground. Um, and it's the one that probably bugged me the most for the first you know month of this. But um, yeah, I'm really, really happy that um, it's, it's kind of solved itself. And then I can worry more about, you know, you know, technological issues instead of, you know, just worrying about who's in there and who isn't. Yeah. So speaking of some of those other uh, technical issues, what are some other uh, difficulties that have proven themselves maybe in like opening up to so many people or just like over time, you know, kind of things you've realized? Yeah. So the biggest issue, and this is, this is going to be always there. And it's my biggest concern is this is a discord, you know, we run on discord and Mm -hmm. discord is generally pretty good, but not always. Um, we do have to connect to the Discord API to do controls. Uh, the, the bot has to have controls to add people, remove people, m- move roles around, uh, modify the channels. And if that Discord API goes down, uh, unfortunately, the whole system fails. It is a it is a failure point, and being a, de- a developer for as long as I've been a developer, you never want to make a system with a single point of failure. However, um, the alternatives were worse, and you know even though we see occasionally Discord goes down, they, they have a pretty good uptime. I mean, it's like ninety nine point nine eight percent uptime, which is you know pretty good when you know mm-hmm. you know in that in that realm. So. Um, that's always my biggest concern is I'm going to wake up one morning and the bots offline, um, and bots offline, nothing happens. So, um, I do have some, I'm going to be putting some things in the season one announcement about what's going to happen, how we're going to deal with that if that does happen. Um, and I need to have a way for, uh, for her to get on to, to reset the bot if I'm not available so that we can get everything back up as soon as possible. I still got a few things I need to get set up before season one. So, um, that's my biggest concern. Um, and it's unfortunately one I can't control. Um, and that's why it's bothersome. I'm, I'm glad that a situation exists where Herf being uh, completely unavailable when Dante and I are available is actually a helpful thing. <laughs> usually it just, it just hurts us. <laughs> yeah, it's usually pretty problematic for us, but for this it works out perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And since yeah. we're in different time zones, um, it does work out well because I'm usually... Um, I know, obviously, with everything going on in the world right now, a lot of people are at home. Well, I work from home as it is. I've been working from home for the last two years. Mm-hmm. So I don't leave the house as it is. Um, so I'm available for, you know, 16 to 17 hours of every day. And then if I can have, you know, Herf cover the, the last few hours in case something does come up, then we don't have a lot of downtime. So it's nice to, to have a, you know, have a little bit of backup there. I just need to give him access to the stuff that he needs. So I'm still working on that. But, mm. uh, but yeah, that is, again, that's my biggest concern. It is, and, and it's, and it's the biggest concern. Cause again, you have no control over it. If you wake yeah. up in the morning and the bot's been down for six hours, I could, there's nothing you could do about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just kind of, just hope it doesn't happen or if it does happen it happens at a time where it's not going to cause trouble yeah like you said i mean a 0.02 percent chance sort of overall of that happening 
what are some other uh, elements that are involved in ALTTPR ladder? Yep. Like you said, it's it's primarily that a Discord bot, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously you have to communicate with the ALTTPR site. Um, what el- what else is involved in making this thing run? Yeah, actually, the bot is the 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 bot doesn't do a lot. Um, all it really mm. does is takes commands and uh, and monitors events. So um, the there's three parts to this. We have the uh, the bot, which runs on a just runs on a server, um, and I just you know if I need to make changes to it, that, I'll say this: that has been one difficulty with as mm. many with these races open up is that I don't have a test server to run the bot on. It's the live server because this used to be my test server, and I don't have a secondary environment because it's difficult to do without people. Mm. Um, so I have difficulty implementing fixes. Because the window that I have to do this is between between matches or between races, which is just a couple of hours. So if I have to put some fixes in and test them, I need to do it within that couple hour window because I have to make sure it's up for the next race. Um, but uh, so this just runs. It's um, it's just a, it's it's just runs on Node. It's a Node.js bot. I know people are gonna laugh at JS, but it works perfectly for what is needed here. It's really easy to work with. Um, there is a backend API that runs separately from the website. So the backend API is what actually does the heavy lifting. This is the um, this is what generates pairings. This is what tracks who's joined. Um, you know who who the each racer is. It calculates the rankings. Um, it manages all of the data sets. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other things it does in the background too that are for admin controls. Um, but this is the the big this is the beast of it that actually does all the heavy lifting, um, and then that communicates with the database, which you know hosts all the data. Um, the website will connect to the same database so that I can keep things in in real time, so that as soon as the rankings are generated on the API side, the database will pick it up immediately and we'll be able to see it in real time. So as soon as that announcement goes out, the next race is open. If you go to the website, rankings are updated. You can see it immediately. So. Um, all those in conjunction with each other, um, that's kind of the start to finish. So if you figure, just as an example, a new racer comes into the Discord and they go into the sign-up and they register, that the bot picks up and triggers it. It then hands it off to the API. The API processes it, puts it in the database. The database returns that it's good. The API returns that it's good. The bot gets the hand back, says everything is good. We take the message that was put into Discord, we delete it because we don't want a bunch of garbage in there, and then we return the proper response saying, you've registered for the ladder and go on your merry way. So um, that's kind of the handoff period from start to finish. Um, and that is the, <clears throat> it, it's it's not horribly complex. Uh, it is kind of a pain to deal with though because they're, like I can work I can work in debug on my local environment for the API without an issue, but I can't simulate the bot. So mm-hmm. um, it sometimes is a little bit difficult and it hasn't come up yet, but I'm sure it will at some point where somebody try, I, I have to pull the bot down to do updates and thankfully no one's tried to do anything during that time. And then it just sits there. So um there's been a few, there have been a few little things, but uh, that's basically the whole system in a nutshell. Um, and then it's, there's just a bunch of timers that the bot runs off of to know what time the next event begins, when it's supposed to end, um, bunch of, a bunch of little things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. it's, 
it sounds complex. It's not horribly, horribly complex. Yeah. And so what this results in is, you know, a bunch of people getting to do one-on-one races on a very regular basis against people that have a similar skill uh, level as them. And then one of the most valuable pieces of output to me is something that you just mentioned, uh, the rankings list on this uh, ALTTPRladder.com website. Um, So what we're left with is sort of, uh, and we've talked about this several times on this show before, kind of quantifying skill when it comes to randomizer. And if there was some way to kind of figure out, you know, who's good, um, who, you know, like to to kind of compare everybody at this weird kind of, you know, luck based uh, game that we all like to play. Um, So with that being said, do you feel like um, with the data that you have currently that you're kind of seeing that start to shake out or that you you know are you satisfied with kind of the way that the rankings have been looking so far with your algorithm at play absolutely um i actually have the ability to regenerate rankings from the beginning um and i've been tweaking the k values to see uh where the spread is um oh, right interesting. right now we have a it's a it's a 32k spread um for the value the k values what it is uh for the elo and it works just perfectly um i tried having it and adjusting the starting rankings, and I've gone high, I've gone low. But what I'm noticing is the it 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 it's it, it, you there's no historic. I don't actually cache anything historic on this. It's always real time rankings. But if you mm-hmm. followed it from like two weeks ago, we've had like ten or twelve people at the top of this ladder in the global rankings, and it's constantly shifting. Um, and that's and that's what I want. You know, if somebody gets way ahead, and they're ahead by. 100 points and if they just want to stop playing they're like i'm comfortable where i am and i want to i want to win this season's ladder i want to be at the top and they could stop playing and we don't have decay in there uh for this reason you know if you went 20 and 0 and you're at the top you deserve your 20 and 0 if you don't want to play anymore you're good you can kind of sit on it but other other people are still trying to go up there and they're gonna you know once they get close to that they're gonna get you know that's what makes it competitive is that people are climbing and dropping and climbing and dropping. And if you look, I just pulled it up right now. We only have three players that are above 1700 in the ranking. And mm-hmm. I know these players have gone up and down and we've had several players. I think we had one was at 1780 at one point, And now that same person is in the 16s. So just to try to simplify this algorithm real quick mm-hmm. to, to help people understand, to help me understand um, essentially what it's doing is deciding how many points you should get or lose if you if you win or lose in your race, right? Yes, yeah. To, to, okay. to oversimplify things, yeah. um, if both players have the exact same ranking going into it, the, with a K value of 32, that means each player puts in 16 points. Um, well, I'm sorry. There's 16 points up for grabs. That's the better way of saying it. So if you and I race and we have the exact same ranking and you win and I lose, you gain 16 and I lose 16. Um, but with ranking, let's say you're ranked 30 points higher than me and you win, you're probably only going to get 13 points or 14 points and I'm going to lose 13 or 14. So that that's where that's where the balance comes in, and it's based off a of ranking. So if you're super high in ranking, and you play somebody that is 70 points lower than you, which is possible because it might be that might be the next person that's we're signing up for the race. If it's like yeah, not a lot of people signed up for that Ex- race. For exactly. Instance. Yeah, that's a lot of points on the line. So 
it gives incentive for the person that's high. You, you win, you're not going to gain as much. But if you lose, you're going to lose 20, 22, 23 points in that range. So um, it keeps that competitive nature. But in order to keep climbing, you got to keep winning. So you're you're you gain big up front, and then you slowly it, go, it goes lower and lower and lower as you get as you spread out. But again, it keeps you incentive to. You, you got to win. Otherwise, if you get a loss in there, you're going to see yourself plummet sharply in the rankings. That's just how the system works. Um, chess players have been using this system for who knows how long. Um, and it works great. I was not familiar with it. I'd never mm. heard of a lot, like a ladder in this concept before. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of games do use ladder. Now, a lot of them use, there's a couple of different systems out there. There's the MMR system. There's uh, the Glico version of, of this, which is takes this and modifies it a bit. Um, I looked into it for this and realized it's not needed. It's not important. Uh, all I care about is calculating rankings and pairing up against like ranked people. And it is it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, so anybody that's out there saying ELO is garbage, um, you might not like it, but for what we need, it is spot on. Whoever's saying ELO is garbage, like get a life. <laughs> well, uh, you'd be surprised. You would yeah. be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah maybe, maybe I should be careful what I say. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about just some kind of miscellaneous things that uh, we've gathered here, just things that have sort of popped up and wanted to give you a chance to sort of comment on. Um, one of them, you recently posted an announcement uh, banning alts. There was apparently uh, a case of someone trying to get in with a new Discord name that was actually someone else. Uh, can you explain why someone would do this and why it's a problem? So thankfully, I've only had banned two people. Um, I won't name names. But um, one because of a uh, of a of a history in the the official discord of just being just horrible, problematic, yeah, you know, yeah, skirting around the rules. Yes, we'll yes, say. yes. Yeah. And so that was an early ban. That was the first one I had to put in. And then there was the one last week, which uh, it was funny. It was an unintentional consequence of looking for somebody else um, because I know there's another alt in there somewhere. And I know who it is, and I haven't been able to locate him yet. I've been looking. Mm. And while we were doing this, we came across somebody else, and we're and uh, they're like, "Is that who we think it is?" And did a little of investigative work and realized, "Oh, it, it, it's absolutely who we think it is." And it's somebody that has had alt hist- history in the other one to skirt bands. So um, it's somebody that was well known as. Is, is is cheating in previous there's plenty of documents saying you know here's the proof you cheated doing x y and z so um once we identified who it was we took we just took action and and did it so that was when i decided to put that announcement out there so alts anybody that's making a an alt account you know you're bob but i don't want you to know i'm bob because bob's got history mm-hmm. and join in with somebody else if it's discovered that you're bob in order to circumvent the bans, we're, we're going to be incredibly proactive about this because it really, it unbalances the competitive nature of this. We, we just don't want people in here doing things that are known to be cheating, going against the, the rules that have been set in other discords that we, we, for the most part follow. Um, we're kind of, we kind of go parallel with like the SRL rules and the council rules and stuff like that. Um, and just anybody that is going to be, 
you know, just a plague to the to the community that is being built. So um, we're being very proactive about that, although I'm not just going out with a band hammered left and right, just bashing mm-hmm. people over the head. So, again, we've only not we've only found two so far that we've had to ban and I'm actively looking for the third who I know is in there, but I just haven't been able to find him yet. So, um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, but so, so you, yeah, you want to eliminate people who are, you know, have a history of, of, you know, causing problems, but also just having a person be represented by two different accounts is just, exactly. it's going to make the results worse. Right. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you, let's think of it this way, if you wanted to try to, you know, try to adjust the rankings in any way, I could join with two different accounts and let's say I get paired against myself. Oh, well, good. Well, I'm just going to forfeit on the one and give myself a win. Or mm. um, if somebody starts out really poorly and they get like th- the first four matches or losses and you're like, I want to start over. I'm going to roll an alt and I'm going to bring an alt in and do it this way. <laughs> and it just, that completely disqualifies the, the concept of keeping it open and fair. If you start 0 4, race for fun and wait for the next season to come in. The next season, seasonal rankings reset every new season. Um, the global rankings don't, but the global rankings don't have a ton of weight on things. We look more at seasonal rankings than we do at global rankings. So um, just just wait for the next season and start at zero, and everybody starts at zero on the next season. So um, yeah, it's something I just we do not want for we said at the beginning, what is the concept? It's mm-hmm. to be fair and competitive and having an alt alt account is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Um, so another thing that has uh, been brought up in chat is uh, some people have expressed some interest in receiving of a notification when your opponent either wins or forfeits as it stands right now, you know, because of the nature of these races, you don't know who you're racing against. Um, the idea is you don't know whether your opponent has finished or is still racing until you yourself are done. So what could happen in some situations, and in full disclosure, happened to me a few nights ago, is I joined an 11 o'clock Ambrosia, and I was like, okay, you know, worst case, it'll be like, you know, two hours or so. I guess if I go to bed at one, that's no big deal. It ended up being a particularly mean one where I was looking for a go mode item. I don't even remember what at this point, but it was like two pendant bosses, uh, the blind chest, and like something else way out of the way. And I last locationed it. So I finished it two hours and 15 minutes. And then when I was done, I realized that my opponent, Super Nin Taylor, had already won at an hour and 45. And it was like, man, if I would have known that they were done, like I didn't need to go find that go mode item and finish the seed for like honor or whatever. You know, like I would have just forfeited and, and went to bed. So I can definitely see a case for this, but I can also see how it sort of, plays against the spirit of this so so where where do you stand on on the idea of you know letting your opponent know when the your opponent is finished yeah um we're definitely not going to make it public um that is and i've said that several times this is not going to be something that we're just going to do um in the first or second i think it was the second questionnaire that we put out i asked about this and uh the feedback was mostly if it's there, great, but I'm not going to use it. Um, I think it's like 20, 25% said they would love to have this feature. So um, it's something we're going to look into for season, uh, for going into season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, big changes like this, I don't think I'm going to put in mid-season. 
But uh, I've got a couple other ideas for things that I would like to have, like opt-ins for, for other features, yeah. not just this. So um, it's possible that um, we're going to look into it in season one, and it shouldn't be that difficult to do, um, and that it would give you the option to opt into this. So, um, And it would basically say, it would only be for, for my opponent's finished. Uh, we would not put one in for an opponent that's forfeited, because um, that that's information that I actually don't want out there. Um because then, 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 if you were thinking about finishing or thinking about forfeiting because you're having a bad time, and then you just get the notice that your opponent's forfeited or opponent's uh, forfeited, well, now I'm going to finish because I want to get the free win. So, um, but we will. Uh, I, I think it'll probably make it in uh, before season two. Um, I can't imagine any reason that it won't. But uh, we'll give them the opt-in feature to say, have lazy kids send you notification. Your opponent so and so is finished. Do what you want. So um, as long as it's an opt-in, I really don't have a big issue with it. Um, It does kind of go against the competitive nature of it, but I Mm -hmm. definitely understand why people would want it. Yeah. Lazy Kid, by the way, is the name of the the bot that's sort of running the show. I don't know if we've said that yet. Yeah, no, that's actually a great, uh, great public announcement. Keep in mind that the, the... sick kid and i'm doing air quotes is not sick he is just lazy um that's why he's always in bed when you go to visit him and it's not coincidence that he lives across the street from the kakariko tavern so um, <laughs> i'm putting two and two together here i wonder what the uh the um you know age is in in hyrule for being able to drink alcohol that is a that like, is a running joke that i've been using for well, two, two and a half years now. So um, yes. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like I said, it, the reason that he's actually doing the, the work now in the ladder is because the Kakariko milk is very expensive and <laughs> you need to uh, you got to keep your habit up somehow. So that's how he's getting yeah. paid. That makes sense. Um, so one thing that is, uh, I think, pretty different with the, the ladder structure as opposed to other competitive formats is that things like the main tournaments and ALTTPR League, they're really big on restreams and getting people to watch and doing commentary and having an audience. That doesn't really make sense at all for something like ALTTPR ladder, um, you know, for a number of reasons. But there have been some some people asking uh, if, if that's on your radar. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about, you know, why in your opinion, restreaming wouldn't make sense or how it would look if it was possible? Yeah, I mean, the first the first part of pairings almost just nullifies the option of doing restreams, which is the pairings are secret. Um, if I'm, I mean, I could see who's pairing. Um, Herf could see who's pairing. We have tools to do this um, in case there are issues with the seat. You some, somehow didn't get the seed, which is happening. We're seeing this occasionally. I've been trying to fix it, but um, where the seed for whatever reason didn't make it out to the person. So we need to find out who's, you know, who is where and get their seed so that we can manually send it to them. Um, but because the pairings are secret, if I do a restream and I pick Bob and George and put them on the restream, well, we know who Bob and George are playing. And nobody knows any of this. It's not public. You can, if you're in the ladder and you're not racing, if you're in the discord, we do flag who's actively racing and it's on, it's very, the very top of this. And I do that intentionally so that if people want to browse races, they can do that. You can, so-and-so is racing. Let's see who they've gotten. And if you're, if you do it at the very, very beginning and you can see like hashes, you could, you could figure out who's playing each other. Um, does that open potentially a, a a small risk for cheating it does but you got to draw the line somewhere so it's like i'm not if somebody's going to go to that extent to cheat they're going to find a way to do it regardless and i can't stop that so Mm -hmm. but to 
the restream just kind of makes it public and we don't want to make it public. Um, so live restreams, I would say, I'm not ever going to say no, completely no, but no, it's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> there's, there is somebody to bring up about a week ago, the possibility of, well, well you could do VOD, uh, you know, mashups and do VOD, uh, like after of, the fact. Exactly. And the, that's yeah. not horrible. I mean, yeah, we could do that. Um, there would be a lot involved because everybody's, you know, layout is a little bit differently and you gotta, there, there'd be some work to get the two together. I mean, could it be done? Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, it seems like a lot of work for very little gain um, when you could just pull out two VODs and two screens and put them side by side. So um, it's un- very unlikely that we're ever going to have any restreaming. Um the only time that I would say we would have potentially done it would have been if we were going to hold like an end of season tournament, which we're not for right now. Um, it's something we might look into for season two, but uh, um, that was again, another feedback piece that I got. And it, it kind of, it kind of pushed me over the edge. I wanted to do it originally, but then reading people's feedback, I, I, I changed my mind on that just because there's a, there was a lot of good arguments for, um, keeping the ladder fluid, um, in theory, when season one ends, season two is going to begin right after. So keep everything fluid and then in interrupting it with a tournament where you got to put pairings together, you got to put a bracket together, you got to schedule matches and all that jazz. It just doesn't fit what we're trying to do. Um, so I think we're just going to say, oh, so-and-so is at the, the top at the end of the, the ladder. You, you win this season. Congratulations. And we're just going to, you know. Maybe take a screenshot. Exactly. Put, put that put that page I'll on, probably on give, the website. Somewhere. I'll probably give them a, a, a roll, like a cheeky roll that there they can go. flaunt, um, something like that. So um, that's probably all we're going to do. And then we just go on to the next one and we just keep it going yeah. and it just never stops. That makes sense. I like the idea of a tournament at the end, but I, I think you've laid out a pretty good case yeah. for let's move on to the next it's, one. There's plenty of opportunity for pomp in this yeah. in this. Uh, community i originally i really wanted one it was definitely in my mindset and then it just the more and more i thought about it and again this is more of a feedback thing this is one of the few things that i got a lot of feedback on that i looked very in depth on and really sat and thought about it's like you know what they're right this doesn't make a ton of sense so and that's why i backed up on that one So you have mentioned that different seasons will have different uh, the the fifth slot basically of seeds will be voted on by the community and then all, every fifth seed will be that mm-hmm. and this year uh, or sorry for season one that's going to be uh, what you're calling the mode of kings uh, so what is the mode of kings and why why did this happen yeah so it's inverted key sanity um, it is the mode of kings because in medieval times this is the mode that kings and queens played because everything else was just far below them um it is the ultimate of the seeds it is the most fun of the of the seeds um that has been a running joke ever since inverted keys came out and i played it for the first time like this is the best mode of all time so um so i've been been throwing that one out there for a while we're we're gonna give our our listeners a chance to play one of these and see how they like it but uh, (laughs) it's a lot of fun let me say this let me say this a lot of people got a, a lot of bad things to say about inverted and i get it I get it. Inverted sometimes can be, you know, kind of blah. I mean, you're going to find, I, I guarantee you, every eight out of ten seeds that you play inverted, you're going to find the glove and the lamp early on. You're going to get dark uh, death mountain access to find the rest is just the way inverted seeds start. But if you mix keys in there, 
it gets really, really fun the moment you get light world access. And mm-hmm. unlike with a normal seed where you get dark world access and you can do these three or four things, when you get light world access and inverted keys, everything is open. And you really have to think about where you're going to go, when you're going to clear it. Um, there's a lot of strategy involved. Um, inverted keys walks you through the first 15 minutes. Like if you if you open the first few chests and you see a castle tower key, you know where you're going. Um, if you see the thieves town big key, you know where you're going. So the first 15 minutes are on autopilot, but then when it opens up, it opens up huge, and you got to play really smart to to say I want to go here so I don't double dip it later. So um, there's a lot and of challenge. The, the community tracker can handle this inverted yeah. key sanity, right? You can oh, set yes. it to help you out. Okay. All right, I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. Cool. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna kind of move to wrap this up, but uh, to open it up to my co-hosts and also to you, Big Dunker. Are there any other final thoughts that that we want to share about the ALTTPR ladder? Yeah. Um. I I I just got to say one thing. This is we've you know we opened this up to the public two weeks ago. Um. Originally, it was myself and like 10 or 15 people that were, I was just, we weren't even racing. I was just telling people, could you join this race? And I want to see what happens to do testing. And then we finally decided, let's throw a race together. And I think like six people signed up because there's only like 20 of us in there. Um, And then we, we did, we sent out invites to a few more people and we got up to like 30 or 40 and it just wasn't enough. So when I was comfortable with, Everything seems to be semi-stable. It wasn't definitely wasn't 100% stable. We decided to post it to public, and it slowly opened up, and then people started joining, and you know we get we get spurts of 10 or 15, 20 people. The big jump came out, and this is I got I give my shout outs to a couple of different people when some of the bigger known names out there started advertising it for free, and I didn't even know they were doing this. The first time Andy ran a race, it was mm-hmm. it was a week or so after you know everything had, everything had been opened up, and I just was watching in the general so and so joined boom 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 and it was just rapid fire we got like fifty people joined and I was like what yeah. the hell is going on here? <laughs> it was actually funny because when Andy joined, you know, Discord has like random text that put up. <laughs> the, the one I put up for Andy was Andy's here, party's over, party's over, over. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, got a kick out of that, and it just it was just rapid fire. It's like what is going on? And then I looked at see who's racing. And I jumped on there and I, I jumped onto a stream. It's like oh. Well, that's what's going on. So, um, yeah. you know, there have been a lot of people that have been spreading the word. Um, I, I've posted one thing, and that was the public post on the, 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 the standard Discord. That's the only post I've made about this. So the word of mouth is coming from everybody else. I'm not advertising this. So the huge influx of people is less on me and is more on what everybody else is spreading. So it's it's, it's huge props to everybody that is spreading the word. Um, again, we're just under 400 people that are in here. Um, I'd say the majority of them have at least tried it or want to try it. Um, I know some people are waiting. Some people don't want to run the beta season. They want to wait till season one begins because these mm. races technically don't count. Um, yeah. but, um, you know, just huge props to everybody that's spreading the good word. And I haven't had a single, I have not had a single person come to me and say, you know, blow it up. This is garbage. Um, so that, yeah, it's just huge props. It makes me all warm and fuzzy. (laughs) Well, it's, it's certainly no surprise. I mean, it stands on its own merits. It's a super interesting system and very well thought up and well thought out. 
Um, so yeah, huge props to you for, for developing it and being so present in, you know, tweaking it and making it, you know, as, as fun as I know it's going to be when it kicks off and as fun as it has been, even just, you know, joint jumping into races. So, um, Dante and Herf, do you guys have any final kind of parting thoughts before we move to our next segment? I do have one question. Um, because Dunk has done a fantastic job. Like every question I was thinking of just, he covered it. So, uh, so props for that. Um, you, you kept me from talking, which is good. Uh, <laughs> it's good not easy to do either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I know when a while back, there was a lot of discussion uh, amongst the community of if something like this came about, uh, like a, an ELO system or a ranking system that had an accurate representation of potential skill, would it be used instead of qualifiers for main tournaments. And my my question to you is, how do you feel about that personally? Like, would you rather there be qualifiers for specific tournaments um, or use the current season at a by a certain date to say this is, you know, where you should be, uh, you know, if you're in this ranking, then you're in the tournament, mm-hmm. so to speak? Um, that's a good question. I, 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 I can see pros and cons for this. Um you know, pro is, is, is that as long as everybody runs this, you know, X amount of times and we, we very clearly put a finite number on races per season, um, so that, you know, you cannot run this indefinitely, you know, we're not, we're not going to implement uh, a pickup game system, uh, that was talked early and I've pretty much shot it down because I don't want people to sit here all day and just run them, run them, run them, run them, run them, <laughs> and then just, just skyrocket up. There's a finite number for a reason. So it gives people opportunity to do it. And as long as people were to do it, I think it gives a good, accurate representation about who's at the top, you know, who should, you know, make a cut at the top, you know, 32. There's your, there's your people. I think on that aspect, it works good. I think there is an, an issue though. And it's the, it's kind of the point I just made is you can run as many races as we allow you to do. Like season one's got 200 races. Now, obviously someone's not going to run 200 races, but I guarantee you they're going to be people that run like 40 of them. And yeah, what do you do with the people that only have the opportunity to run three versus the people that a person that has run 40 is if the cutoff line is at, I'm just going to throw an arbitrary number out there, 1670 is the cutoff for the rating, and that's going to be your top 32. If I only have the opportunity to run three or four races, I'm never going to reach it. It's impossible because you cannot ju- get up, jump up that high. So um, I think if, if actually using a system like this for an actual tournament, there would need to be very strict guidelines and that's that's kind of a con on itself just because the way the qualifiers work is they're set times. You know exactly when it is. You have this many to do. Um, even though the tournaments are usually 1v1 and these qualifiers are big group races, um, I'm not sure without tweaking things and adjusting things that a ladder system like this works the way that you think it might work. Um, I, I could definitely see scenarios where people would normally have qualified that just can't so um that would be something no one's approached me on this and um i don't know if anybody will i doubt anybody will but it would be something we'd have to sit down and think out in in great detail to say well here's the the pros and the cons but here's how it could be abused 
Um, gotcha. And we definitely don't want to open it up to somebody that would abuse it to try to get, you know, quali- to qualify for a tournament that they would not normally be able to and to take somebody out that probably would be in there. That's I, I think that I'm just, again, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I could see holes where this could be abused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting that, you know, the thing we were talking about restream versus not, you know, the qualifiers as they stand are usually widely restreamed and that's sort of part of it. Um, versus the latter, the whole point is kind of it's it's one v one without the restream, sort of kind of mixing flavors a little bit, yep. you know, from from qualifiers to the bracket, in my opinion. Right. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Herf, any closing thoughts? Mm, I think we covered pretty much everything and anything that we could talk about. <laughs> yeah. No. This this has been great. Thank you so much, Big Dunka, for the really thorough uh, explanations. Like I said, this is just a really fascinating concept, and I, I really look forward to. Uh, continuing to participate and kind of seeing seeing how it evolves right no i appreciate the time um again it was this is it's taken off on a level that i was not expecting um and uh i very much looking forward to season one and i just pray that everything works (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm sure it'll be fine i'm terrified what's going to happen on that first day we had we had a race uh last week that had 46 players in it and I'm not lying to you. I was watching it in just <laughs> fingers crossed that nothing broke. So yeah, when we get that first season one race, that's going to have like 60 players in it. Oh boy. We'll make sure everything that'll runs. I've got some fail nice. safes just in case. Well, but we'll see. I, I think you are just the man for the job. Hmm. So glad Thank we've you. got you at the helm of that. I appreciate um, it. So we're, we're going to wrap this thing up here. Would you like to uh, stick around and, and answer sure. Fetch question with us? Absolutely. All right. Sweet. All right. Let's go. Cool. Okay, so we have one fetch question this time. This is from Olhado, and Olhado writes, Hi, friends. This is a bit late, but I wanted to write in about episode 42, ALTTPR with friends, along with a fetch question. First off, I found this one to be extra entertaining. Laughed a lot in my car driving home from work. I totally agree with you, Herf. COVID-19 is 100% a JIRA ticket. So see, Herf, you... you uh, so that that joke resonated with people. <laughs> uh, we had some people, people in the Discord also say they enjoyed uh-huh. that. So, yeah. yeah. Now to the fun stuff. Naturally, racing is already kind of a versus mode, but all the talk of multi-world and crowd control got me thinking. What if there were a way to mess with your opponent's race through actions in your own game? Some of the junk items could be replaced with obstacles to throw at your opponent, or maybe you can buy them from shops if you have enough spare rupees. Things like inverted controls, emptying the magic meter, turning floors to ice. I'm sure people could come up with some fun stuff. It could even be fun to do as a spoiler race so you have the option to screen peek as your opponent, at your opponent and time your attacks more tactically. Does something like this exist that I don't know about? And most importantly, would any of you play it? And that was from Olhado. Um, so let's start by uh, opening this up to our guest, Big Dunka. Uh, have you uh, heard of like a versus kind of where you can mess with your opponent? Or do you think this sounds like something that's feasible or would be fun? I mean, obviously, there's crowd control stuff, which is mm-hmm. the same concept. Um, I know that people are working on multiplayer stuff where they, you know, the game, the, the seeds, the games are talking back and forth to each other. So I'm sure it's possible 
Um, I have not heard of it. You know, I don't know if anybody's actively working on anything like this. Um, I sure wouldn't play it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that if you guys haven't figured out, I like the competitive aspect of this. And if I'm sitting there, the, the thing that would just drive me batty would be, um, oh, I'm walking into, let's say, Vitreus's room. And just at that point, I get ice physics. Yeah. Um, I would lose it. So, um, it would be interesting. And I think casual wise, you know, this kind of fits into like the multi-world stuff that, Mm -hmm. that I'm sure a lot of people would enjoy it. Um, and, uh, I'll watch from the peanut gallery. (laughs) Yeah. It's not unlike, uh, you know, it was like guitar hero three, I think was the game where, you know, you would be dueling against somebody and you could get something that would like break one of their strings or like invert their control, something like that. It sounds very, yeah, very similar to that kind of setup. Uh, Dante, Herf, what do you, what do you guys think? Herf, actually, I'll, let's start with you because I'm really interested to hear your take on this. <laughs> would would well, you be into this? I think for my answer, you can just replay Dunka's answer and you pretty much got <laughs> my answer. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think it sounds kind of interesting. I, it, very, it also very much reminds me of crowd control, only that it's not, you know, the crowd, but your opponent doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to play it. Uh, I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure it would have a crowd of some sort, but I don't. I, I don't know. It definitely seems possible with yeah. with you know what multi world is able to do, giving you items from other people's games, it's, mm-hmm. and also crowd control. You know, to Ohado's point, it, it definitely seems like it'd be possible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Dante, this strikes me as the kind of thing you would you would do. I would do it, and I would hate doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I think you could sum this up uh, the same way you could sum up crowd control, uh, which like in a a nice clickbaity title would be um, this new mode in ALTTPR. uh, Twitch chat loves it. Runners hate it. And that is (laughs) that is basically the description you want. The only downside with this, uh, it, it, it seems feasible to me like that it could be done. Um I'd assume it would work the exact same way crowd control would. Like, I'm I'm making huge assumptions there, but um, yeah, it, it, there's there's no way to make money off this. <laughs> so, like crowd control, like crowd control is really good at, at raising money for you know charities and stuff like that. And uh, you know, this is there's no real way to do this in this mode, I would think. So, I don't know if it would be as popular, but it would be it would be funny to watch. I, I think this would pair well with like if you're playing with your buddies and you're playing the modification drink to the past or something like that yeah um other than that you know i i wouldn't it wouldn't be something i'd play a lot yeah uh, so i often think of rando as a hobby as being kind of like golf as a hobby you know in that you can play it yourself and it's always sort of a competition against yourself but you can also definitely play golf with other people and then there are places like top golf uh, you know, around the United States. I'm not sure if it's international or not, but it's like it's like bowling meets golf. It's that kind of atmosphere of there's lanes. It's like basically a giant driving range, but there's like targets all over this range and all over the field. So you're like chipping to get in these holes and it's it kind of changes the game up a little bit, makes it more fun. But I think what's being described of like your player being able to mess with you is like being on a normal golf course and playing by yourself. But then like suddenly the caddy comes up and kicks the ball off the tee while you're trying to <laughs> like, drive. You know, <laughs> so I think it could get frustrating very fast because it feels so much like you're playing by yourself. 
but then suddenly you're just like getting messed with all the time you know i would definitely give it a shot but i i do agree i think it would it would feel frustrating for that reason but uh that is a great question i'm interested to hear what other folks have to say and and honestly it's kind of surprising we haven't seen something like this yet because it again it seems very possible and, and like worth trying at least you know so um yeah, I guess let us know what you think. If you want to join our Discord and uh, chime in, you can do so. We'll put a link to that in our description, as we always do. You can also find us on Twitter, at GoModePodcast. You can email us uh, either through the form on our website, like Olhado did, or you can send one to email at GoModePodcast.com. Um, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're all over the place. Just Google us. Um, uh, Big Dunka, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, now's your opportunity. If you have anything you want to plug or, uh, you know, your Twitch page or anything like that, um, how can people follow you? Yeah. Um, it's just twitch.tv slash Big Dunka, B-I-G-D-U-N-K-A. Um, that's really all I have. I'm an old man. I'm almost 40 and, uh, I have a Twitter account. I don't use it. I don't, I don't have a lot of yeah. public <laughs> social media stuff. So, um, yeah, that's really the only, that's, that's the place if you wanted to, to jump in. And, uh, I'm very chatty, um, uh, for the younger viewers, just as a heads up, uh, my channel is very NSFW. Um, I, uh, <laughs> just, I swear, yeah, go like follow Dunka, yeah, follow I, Dunka and see the alert. If it's the same that it's it been is, for a while, it and is, it's, it's pretty it great. Is. Um, and you can see my cats. I have, uh, I have a cat cam that is up constantly and, uh, usually one or two of these guys right now, they're actually both laying down next to me in their cat beds. So, um, I think the majority of the people that come to watch actually just come to watch, to see the cats. <laughs> uh, where did the name big Dunka come from? Oh, great. Okay. This is, I've been using the, the nickname since uh, I was 14, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a playoff of my actual name. Um, and uh, basically, I was called in uh, middle school into high school. People will call me Dunk. Um, and it's not because I'm tall and I play basketball or something like that. I'm actually 5'7". <laughs> I'm very short. So, um, But uh, the uh, when I was uh, when I got into high school... Um, somebody, and I couldn't even tell you who it was, started instead of calling me Dunk, was like, Dunka. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then when, you know, internet started becoming a big thing and I needed an online, is like, Dunk, Dunka, that's probably too common. I just added the big in front of it. I, no one's ever used it. So. As Star is Born. Yeah. I love it. Big Dunka. For some reason, whenever I hear the name in my head, I hear it in like a bass voice, like Big Dunka. No, you no, know? I'm a, I'm, I'm a teddy bear. So, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a weird coincidence. I've been using that handle again since I was probably 14, and I turned 40 this year. So, um, huh. I, I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. Fair. Um, Dante, what about you? Where can people watch you play Rando? And, and do you want to talk about your name a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no not again you, you okay. guys have asked me that question multiple times but yeah. twitch.tv slash dante all right herf uh twitch.tv slash herfy derfy and you can find me at twitch.tv slash temp underscore funny story about the underscore i went to get temp and it was taken so i grabbed temp <laughs> underscore maybe it's not that funny of a story um uh, if you want to give us a review on a review on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you haven't left one, we would love to hear from you. Always nice to get some feedback. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. So uh, with that, once again, a huge thank you to our guest this time, and a huge thank you to you for listening to the show. With that, we'll go ahead and grab this mirror, take a nice long look into it, and let's mirror out. 